Another awesome week for Central Queensland. Well, it's great because we're not in Canberra and we're not a guinea pig for getting rid of petrol cars. All the details coming up soon. We're also not donkeys, but donkeys are adorable. <laughs> um, catch up on my visit to a miniature donkey farm here in CQ and the avocado starfruit farm, oh. which was just fantastic. I'm loving it. I want to say you smashed that one, Pinky. <laughs> uh, and, of course, the budget handed down in Rockhampton. Supermare Tony Williams explains where it's all getting spent. Thanks, Ian Pinky, for breakfast only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. Visiting farms all across central Queensland to open our eyes. Pinky has thrown herself out into the sun to do some hard work. For Pinky Wants a Farmer. Brought to you by Aussie Helpers. Helping the heart of our country. A bit like Farmer Wants a Wife, except she's not after a fella. She's just hungry. Today I've been picking avocados right here in CQ and also starfruit. So, Dave, we've been out and about with the dog, your little dog, Hulk, who's not really the size of a Hulk. Tell us a bit more about the avocado industry. I imagine you know everything about avocados. How many varieties are there, did you say? Well, I certainly don't know everything about avocados. (laughs) There are thousands of types. Really? um, But we only grow five main ones, and we've got another four or five, just a couple trees for us to eat. Now, Farmer Sandra, your mum, she just sat us all down with the pickers for this really beautiful avocado-themed morning tea. So it included avocado brownies, which were just epic guacamole, an avocado Kilpatrick. So I've had oysters Kilpatrick, but we've just sliced the avocado in half and put the bacon and sauce on top, and it was just incredible. So is this kind of what you eat and drink of a daily account on the farm? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Not all at once and not all every day, but we certainly get to try these things um, quite often and and cook them at home too, which is, yeah, there's never a shortage of avocado on toast for breakfast. That's, um, That's really good too. And um, guacamole for every party as much as you can <laughs> eat. So Living the dream. So where are all the avocados going to at the moment? You are picking tons of them a day. Yeah, so at the moment we're doing about eight tonnes a week. And um, that's that's actually quite small by industry standards. Some farms will do that every couple of hours and they pick every day of the week. Wow. But um, most of ours are going to Hong Kong. Most times we actually send to Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide and Perth. But this year the price is down a bit in Australia and Hong Kong's paying better. So that's where most of ours are going this week. I love that you're growing star fruit. I haven't seen them since I was a kid. I don't imagine they're very easy to find. What made you decide to grow them? I guess we're... <laughs> Suckers for punishment, hey? <laughs> no, they. if you get the right conditions, they grow quite easily. They just need um, really deep soil and, and no wind. So we've got a small corner of the farm that ticks both of those boxes and um, we've got a few trees down there that keep us busy for about half the year picking every week. This has to be one of the most aesthetically pleasing farms I've seen. Not that I go to many, but it's just really beautiful and it's been landscaped as well. Who did all of that over the years? Oh, we just can't help ourselves. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lovely part of the world we live in and we like planting nice things and, and having a nice view so um, yeah that's that's been happening ever since dad planted the fruit trees with mum uh, back in the early 80s I guess and it's just grown and grown ever since. My favourite tree is the one that your dad told your mum not to plant because it wouldn't grow and it's actually huge and really beautiful. Uh, yeah the biggest tree on the farm that's that's the rain tree near the packing shed we have lunch under it every day and it's a beautiful bit of shade nice green grass underneath and and um, the coolest spot on the farm other than inside the cool rooms. So you're the third generation of farmer in this family on this farm where can we find you selling local produce at our markets as well on the weekends? Uh, Absolutely so most of the year 
I'll be at the Yapoon Farmers Market, which is in the showgrounds just across the street from Woolworths in Yapoon. And uh, we're on Saturday mornings from 6 until 10. I think plenty of people need a reminder, Dave. I'm sure you'll agree with me that uh, all the beautiful food that we get in the supermarkets at the markets comes off the land somewhere from a farming family. Did you have any words that you'd like to share with us about what it is that motivates you as a farmer and what we need to keep in mind when we're out picking up our produce at the shops? Because we can really take it for granted. It's always very accessible these days. Yeah, that's right. And um, things are seasonal. Uh, Like we do have more and more fruit and veg available at times of the year that they never used to be but that is difficult and sometimes it takes more land and resources to grow things out of season so we try need to do a bit of research and learn what is in season and eat them when they are i just think in australia we're extremely lucky to have so much fruit veg and grain and fiber being grown locally that if in times of pandemic or or, um, world issues like ukraine we can rely on our own production to get by Um, we need to make sure that we we maintain that and um, and even grow it so that we can feed other nations as well and just just never forget how lucky we are to live where we do well it's been an absolute pleasure to come out and meet you and the family and the the pickers and everybody here today and the animals and of course check out all the produce your farm is just spectacular thank you so much for having me and thank you for all that you do oh thank you very much for visiting and um for helping other people to hear about what we do here what else has been happening this week with banksy and pinky on triple mcq a little bit of money spending going on. Supermare Tony Williams joins us on the line. How are you this morning, Supermare? Busy, Banksy and Pinky. It's uh, it's one of those days. We had a busy day last week. Yeah, yesterday with our budget handing down, and uh, mm. yeah, into it this morning uh, doing our uh, catch up on the railway workshops, and then heading there to Mackay for this evening. So yeah, another busy week. You but, social uh, butterfly, you bloody hell, mate. Can I ask, with the budget, do you do it at home? Do you do your home budget? <laughs> I'm involved in that one as well, yeah. No, that uh, that works on the same level. Breaks down to the same type of thing. It's yeah. about what you can do and what you can't do when you when you look at um, you know tough times and that's that's what council's been faced with this budget. Federal assistance grant cut six point eight million dollars and we said back in March that we were looking at a six percent rate increase. Also um having to transport water to Mount Morgan for another year because while we've got the money for the pipeline and thank goodness for that. Mm. Um, we're still gonna have to spend five million dollars in carting until that pipeline's constructed. Also we've had valuation valuation increases and we've also taken the living pressures of household pressures where we face those same same uh, material costs yeah. fuel costs and uh, and wages and the like that, that council needs to manage as well so what things do we know that we will have to sacrifice moving forward as a community what things are going to no longer be here look we tried to keep the same levels of service and that was things that we tried to reduce it and like I say we were looking at nine nine and a half percent rate increase if we didn't make some cuts so we've saved 4.5 million dollars in cuts and savings and that's reducing a thing like the Smart Hub. That was costing yep. us half a million dollars a year. And we beautiful and it's nice to have uh, having a, that incubator for, for start-up businesses, but we just couldn't afford it. So yeah. that was one of the tough decisions we made early on to um, to cut that. There have been many areas we, we haven't... Uh, left a stone unturned um, trying to find those savings. You know, I, I went to the Merrill Roll looking for a sporting precinct. Unfortunately, we just haven't got the money to uh, to, to do that at this stage. So not yet, not yet. No, that, that's right. We'll just have to put that off while we... You know, but they're they're the, the nice-to-haves and we're focusing on the needs to have at the moment and that's mm-hmm. like our sewage and water treatment plants. They're all reaching end of life and um, yeah, they're 50-year-old, a lot of those facilities and now we need to replace them. So we're, yeah. we're embarking on a major capital infrastructure build which is positioning the, the city and the region for the future and uh, that's what the councils you now we need to do that now if we wow. keep putting those those 
um, construction's off. Uh, again, costs are just going to keep increasing in the years to come. So mm-hmm. we're doing the North Rocky sewage treatment plant now, then we'll do the Glenmore re- water treatment plant, and then we're over to South Rocky and, uh, and Gracemere. So we've got the whole three of them uh, earmarked to uh, to be uh, upgraded in augmentation and, uh, and renewal. So it's, uh, it's a massive build over the next 10 years. So, uh, yeah, we're getting on with the job. So no designer clothes or dinners out, Tony. It's no. going to be Kmart only and noodles. And we've got to cancel our Netflix subscription. Right. Ah. We'll get and your cousin's the, password, Casey. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's, we don't stop. We'll continue to look at savings. We put money in the budget this year to look at, uh, you know, the organisation and where we can find further savings. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll continue to do that. But, but now they're the types of things that, that cancel um, works on a, you know, on a uh, annual basis. That's so, why you're there. That's what you're doing. What you're doing to <laughs> clean up the place and get it on track. Yeah, all while trying to make it a livable city and you know yeah. entertaining for people to live here and enticing for people to come to the region as well. And that's what we want to do. We don't want to uh, talk yeah, it down. Good. We want to we want to encourage people into the region and make make it a place to live and everyone to be proud of. So well, we'll we'll move on and, uh, and and make these cuts and savings and um, and build this infrastructure that we need to to build a better and bigger Rockhampton. Um, for everyone. Jeez, who'd want to be the mayor, right? Well done, Tony. Uh, <laughs> doing great work, mate. We'll catch up with you again before the next budget, eh? Hey? Okay, thanks, guys. Subscribe now to stay up to date. Banksy and Pinky on Triple M CQ. Have you heard that Canberra are putting a ban on fossil fuel cars, like cars that run on petrol cars we have now? There will be none from 2035. Well, that's the intent from Minister for Emissions Reduction, Shane Rattenberry. So, no petrol cars. That's it. Everything's got to be electric in Canberra by 2035. 13 years away. Mm. That's not very long. It's not. Considering we've only had petrol, diesel powered cars for over 50 years. Yeah, just over half a century. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you have 13. There's still cars from 13 years ago driving around now. What if we go back to like steam powered and crank started ones like we did in the, the old. Yeah, no. Flintstones? You can't put those on the the freeways, can you? Yeah, just just smack on the autobahn. Just, just smack the bottom of the car out. Get your feet out up in there. Big brontosaurus Look, burger. They'd only be as awkward as going through the roundabouts in CQ anyway, <laughs> wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, right. it wouldn't be that much different. There's not much difference at all. <laughs> uh, so there's only mm. going to be electric cars uh, available and to drive the streets of Canberra for 2035. This will be the guinea pig. For the rest of Australia, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're saying a possible another decade after that. So 2045, in about 23 years or so, we will have no petrol cars here, even in central Queensland. The thing is, the car manufacturers, there's not much choice out there. So they've got yeah. a lot to kind of sort out in that timeline. Like, yeah. you've got to think trucks too. That's that's right. All of that. Yeah. Look, I mm. I understand why Canberra needs to sort out their emissions, it's it's a balancing act. I mean, ever since cannabis became legal, there has just been emissions everywhere. Got to do something about this smoke, guys. <laughs> that was wild. Let's find out what else Banksy and Pinky have been up to. Head to toe, she is farmer girl. With the overalls, the farming boots, the pink Akubra, the flanny, and then she took herself to a Donkey Farm! Pinky has thrown herself out into the sun to do some hard work. For Pinky Wants a Farmer. Brought to you by Aussie Helpers. Helping the heart of our country. <laughs> a bit 
bit like farmer wants a wife, except she's not after a fella. She's just hungry. It's Farmer Pinky here. I'm at Pfeiffer Park this morning with Kelly and the miniature donkeys, and I'm still alive to tell the story after all the cute that I've just endured. Kelly, how long have you been breeding miniature adorable donkeys? Only about two years now, since we retired from alpaca farming before that. So you've always had a thing for the small, fluffy, cute animals and they're all joining in now having a chat to us. Yeah, I have actually, yeah. I don't, um, I've always farmed for um, fleece with alpacas or pets with alpacas and not for the meat industry. Um, I know we live in the beef capital of Australia, but it's not my thing. Yes, look, miniature donkeys, I may just remind you all, they are our friends, not food. So you actually breed them because people take them as their own pets. Yeah, just like um, pedigree dogs. These guys come with a pedigree too and we transfer their ownership over. They have a microchip, so they, are, uh, they belong to their new owners through the microchip. And, yeah, they take them at about seven months of age and we've got them chipped and trained and vaccinated and all the things that need to be done. So we're sitting in the middle of the pregnant mini donkeys paddock under a bit of a shelter with some couches. We've had a cold juice. We're just chilling out and we have six donkeys who are all pregnant waiting to have baby donkeys any moment now. That's correct. From about September through to April next year, they're all due. Now, I noticed they all have terribly cute names as well. Can you please take us through them? A bit like Snow White and the Seven Donkeys, I feel. <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, there's our youngest one, Luella, who's having her first baby and she's a, a dun colour, which is like a grey-brown. And there's our least popular girl, Rosie, who's black and yeah. no, has no Rosie. friends. Yeah. No, no, they're even bullying her away from the hay right now. They don't like her at all. She has a nasty donkey personality. <laughs> um, then we've got a couple of spotty girls. One's called Sophia. She's our oldest girl at six, although they do live to, you know, 30 to 50 years of age. Then we've got Surprise, who's due in December, and Drama Queen, who's due in (laughs) December. Who else have we got around us? Delight. Delight, that's the other name, yes. She's due in April next year. And she does have a delightful personality? She does. (laughs) She loves a scratch. So you've also got some um, mini cows. Yeah, we do. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, well, we we brought um, the mini cows into the farm because um, (laughs) they're just cute. You know, I've had uh, cattle in the past and and definitely got beef cattle here registered on the bigger paddocks. But um, the little mini cows only grow to about 280, 300 kilos max as opposed to a a cow, which is going to get up to a tonne. And uh, they're just cute and friendly and they love. They make great pets too. I could definitely just sit here all day with you and just watch them. Um, we did see a boy donkey get into action to try and impregnate another one too. So that was yes. quite an unusual spectacle. Yes. We call that working. He was at work. <laughs> <laughs> he was at work. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This is a really, really the cutest farm ever and everyone I've spoken to is very jealous of my day and I was very jealous of me as well. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Pinky. It's been great. You can go and find the adorable mini donkeys at Pfeiffer Park on Facebook. That's it for now. Catch Banksy and Pinky with Weekday mornings from 6 to 9am on Triple MCQ. Or subscribe here to get all the best bits.